To join me is Drina Burton. She has been on the show before, but I'm really excited to have her back. She is one of the pioneering vegan cookbook authors, and she's going to talk about her latest book, Drina's Kind Kitchen. Welcome to the show. Thank you, Janine. Really nice to be with you again. Thanks. I love this because I'm always learning something new from you, the way you look at food and health and the relationship. Mm. Um, before we start, because some people might not be familiar with you, at what mm -hmm. point and why did you become vegan? Mm -hmm. So for me, it started from a standpoint of health and it started in my twenties. Um, I did not feel like my body was functioning in a, in a place where it should be at 20. I did not feel good in my digestion. Um, I would feel very heavy, tired, sluggish after every meal. Yeah. Um, I felt constant, I had constipation. Um, you know, I say to people, we're the only, only, um, animal that takes a pill to poop. <laughs> <laughs> right. You know, and, and it should be a little easier than that. Um, and I had um, a lot of joint issues already in my twenties, which I maybe That's am not good. No. And I'm probably somewhat predisposed like genetically to have some of those things, okay. but when it starts firing off in your twenties, that's good. You take notice. I even yeah. had gout, gout in my twenties, very strange to have that in, in, you know, a young body. Mm -hmm. And I had done some reading. I was always very keen to food because I loved food growing up, uh, but I didn't have the best, you know, eating habits. And my mother, uh, you know, God love her. She was trying to do her best, but she put me on a lot of diets as a child, like starting in grade three. Really? Um, yes. Yes. What, what kind of diets? Like you can't have sweets or just let's lose weight together diets. <laughs> you know, that was the, but that was the time, right. That was very much the generation. And yeah. she did like weight watchers and then tops. And I remember like, do she say, let's go on these diets together. And my father did too. And, um, I, I wasn't especially like heavy Janine, but I was just, you know, chubby. And I was that kid in class that was, you know, overweight. And, and I remember having, um, this math exercise we had in grade four where everyone had to be weighed and I was mortified because yeah. I knew it would be embarrassing. Right. Um, so my trigger became early to learn about food because I needed to know, you know, about at the time about calories and how to lose weight. So I became engaged with food and I loved food, but I didn't have a good relationship with food for a very long time. Okay. Um, you know, and so when I moved into my twenties and I started to read and I, I read a couple of books fit for life, which talked about food combining, oh, yeah. removing dairy and then yes. diet for new America by John Robbins. And that mm -hmm. was the like, wow, light bulb moment where I made this connection with eating animal products and dairy and how it's not how our body functions optimally. And yet we consider it normal in our society to eat these foods. Sure when it's so far from normal and, and yes. we're, we're always working in a management of dis, dis ease in our, in our culture, right? right. Treating all of these things. And so I began to slowly move into the diet first eliminating red meat, because we always consider red meat was like the bad, mm -hmm. <laughs> the bad meat, oh, right? yes. yeah. not white meat, white meat was the healthy meat for a long right. time. I don't know if you remember that. Like era. I do. Yeah. <laughs> and um, then, you know, moved into uh, removing all of the animal uh, flesh and then dairy and dairy was huge to remove from my diet. My, my 
digestion improves so much. My joints, my skin, my um, menstrual cycles, a lot of, you know, girls and women have really uncomfortable and difficult cramping. Yes. That really like almost went away for me. Amazing. Really amazing. And so um, that was in my like mid twenties then. And as I read more and like with diet for new America, John also talks about John Robbins, who was the heir to the Baskin Robbins. Um, oh yes. Right. So Baskin Robbins, he I love Baskin Robbins, right. Right. <laughs> and he really just, uh, walked away from that because he saw what was happening in the animal industry and didn't want to mm-hmm. be part of dairy production and what was sure. going on. Um, and so he also, you know, talked about that in the book and environmental impacts and it all kind of came together for me. So then I, you know, was very, felt very committed, uh, but it was still early days. So I had to learn and research a lot because the information was not ever present as it is now. Sure. I, I feel like, uh, I had a similar journey. I mean, I was very addicted to junk food. I grew up on a lot of convenience foods as I'm sure Mm -hmm. you might have. So there was TV dinners, there was a lot of McDonald's, but there was also depression and there was eczema Mm -hmm. and there was lethargy and there was uh, poor grades. Mm -hmm. And I wasn't until I was in graduate school at BU when I would go to a place, it was called it was called bread and circus, but then it turned into whole foods, I think. And I would buy, I'd go to the salad bar and everything was just pure food. And I'd load it up and I'd eat it before my class. I'd have like two back-to-back three hour classes. And I have never been that sharp. Mm. And I realized that I was just feeding my body and my mind and it was paying off. You were nourishing your body, right? Not just eating, but nourishing. Yeah. That, That was the difference. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. So how many books have you written? This, uh, yeah, this is my sixth solo book. And then I did two projects with Dr. Neil Barnard, who is a plant-based doctor with Physicians Committee for Responsible Medicine. And so I did the cheese trap with him, which really goes into, you know, the addiction of dairy and cheese sure. and why it's hard to get out of our diet, but how critical it is to mm-hmm. do so. And then also he wrote a um, diabetes reversal program. And so I did a cookbook with him and I did all the recipes in that one as well. Amazing. Mm-hmm. We talked about this a little bit. There are so many misconceptions of vegan, like, and you know, some people are intense, whatever they choose to do, but it's really, for me, has been a healthier option for me. It just works for me. It might not work for everybody. What have you heard about, you know, when people say you're vegan, what do you eat? Mm, You know? Yeah. And, you know, I think it truly can work for everyone. I think it, it doesn't work for you when, Um, you step into it and don't um, give it the full chance, you Mm -hmm. know, like perhaps you step into it from an ethical standpoint and you really love all the convenience foods, which there are, you know, we can't even keep track now, right? How much is coming onto the market that's plant-based and vegan. And uh, if you're going that route and you're eating a lot of say, you know, uh, impossible or, or beyond meat burgers and a lot of convenience food, then you're pretty much eating as much processed as a lot of people on a standard American diet. And over time, you're not serving your health. So you need to move into eating more whole foods, which will serve you. And then ultimately your goal of being vegan. Mm -hmm. Um, And also even just eating whole foods. Sometimes we eat whole foods, but we don't realize that, you know, maybe we need to add more beans to our diet, or maybe we need to add more leafy greens and really making those whole foods the focus. Um, And I think that when you do that, you can at least 
maybe even not be a hundred percent plant-based, but very, or vegan, but maybe you're at like 90%, which is yes. so much more beneficial than starting from the standard American diet. I and agree. Getting, yeah. And getting back to eating whole foods again, too, not just, um, you know, vegan convenience foods, which they're great. They have their place, but whole foods and cooking, which, you know, we've been, we're, we're coming back to it as a culture, right. But for a very long time, we just got used to, um, takeout and convenience, frozen packaged dinners, and yeah. not even knowing how to bake a potato or make rice. Right. Right. Yeah. yeah. I, I often get triggered if I go out and I eat something that doesn't sit well with me. And now I know like, okay, don't have teriyaki or don't have yeah. this, or that. And I have never touched an impossible burger, nor will I, I just would rather make like lentil loaf or, mm -hmm. you know, just kind of figure it out with real ingredients. I think there's a huge um, benefit to that. And I too have suffered from issues with my stomach. Yeah. Um, tell me about how the new book came about. Mm. So after my, my last book, before this one was plant powered families. And, and with that book, I, I really kind of wanted to embrace um, and show people how families can eat this diet and young children. And I had lots of tips and, and things in there for, for families with young kids so that you could feel empowered really to feed your family that diet. And then with this book, I wanted to show that, um, you know, it's not as much a family focus, although the recipes are very family friendly because, Hey, I'm feeding my family as well. Right. Um, but to really show that you, that no matter where you are on this path of, of your diet, eating, um, I want to meet you there and help encourage you to eat more whole plant-based foods. Sure. And that's kind of where the title came about too, that, you know, the, the diet's kind to your health, it's kind to animals, it's kind to the environment, but also I've really always tried to approach people in the community from a place of compassion, because I know how judgmental it can be to be in this space yeah. and how hard it is to you know navigate food. You know, it's such a big part of our lives and a lot of people are dealing with weight issues or health issues. And so to meet you from a place of compassion to say, you know, you're on your journey, I'm going to try to help you with um, the recipes alone, but also I offer a lot of information about batch cooking and just prepping basics. So like when you get back from the grocery store, I give people tips on how to kind of get your kitchen set up, um, washing uh, produce right away, certain items, not everything, but right away. So that you have it ready for snacking and chopping and everything like that. And then which items to batch prep. And I have a whole FAQ section for people. So really like a fundamental kind of book, but also the recipes are very healthy whole foods. And I give lots of nut free options because I get that from my readers that they need more nut free. That's good. That's really yeah. good. I was familiar with your last book and I, yeah. I remember um, a family member making some, I think it was my niece. She introduced me to that book and then I had you on, yes, but yes. there were just great recipes like artichoke dips and desserts. And it's just, it opens your eyes to the possibilities uh, that you kind of didn't realize these things kind of fit together. Yeah. 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 That, that there's really, we can eat everything that anybody else is eating. Like there's even vegan eggs on the market. So that if you really want that, you can have that bit of convenience in your life. Um, but really you can have anything. And, and I'm like you, I like to make use the basics to make the food. And like, I love right. making burgers with beans and grains and nuts and, and they're very hearty and they're satisfying yes. and they're delicious and they have more flavor and you don't feel sickly after. Yes. Um, because the more you eat whole foods and the more you eat a certain way for a period of time, you notice that when you go back, if you step back, 
mm-hmm. right? You don't feel so good. So you want to keep going. Oh, that yes. way. So you yes. know how it's how your body's reacting. Right. You know, and I will say this for people um, listening to this. If you have family members that have health issues. So for my, my dad had colon cancer and I used to eat cheeseburgers with him and go out for pizza and eat all kinds of things. When I stopped doing that, I felt a lot better it was really hard for him to stop doing that. So I would suggest, you know, try to start changing your habits, start slow and, and see the possibilities because people will feel better. Yeah. Yeah. It's steps. It really is. I mean, this wasn't an overnight process for me. Sometimes it is for people. They just jump into it and really like engage everything. But I would say to people, like, look at what you already love in the plant-based diet, right? Because we're already Mm -hmm. eating plant-based foods. Most of us are already, unless you're on a very, very high um, protein keto kind of diet, most of us are eating uh, a lot of plant-based foods like potatoes, sweet potatoes, sweet potatoes. Yeah. One of the best foods in the world, right? Um, Bananas and fruit and rice. And, you know, some of us, a lot of people don't eat a lot of beans, but most of us eat perhaps kidney beans and chilies Mm -hmm. and that kind of thing. So it's really just looking at your diet and saying, okay, I'm already eating these plant-based foods. How can I open it up a little bit more? Yes. And then looking at the foods you love to eat week to week that your family enjoys that if it's taco night or if it's pizza, Mm -hmm. how to make those plant-based, it's not hard. It just takes a few substitutions and a little bit of preparation. I agree. I agree. What else would you like people to know? Because some people listening might have kids and you have Three children, correct? Yes, three. All um, vegans, vegans. Yes, yeah. All growing up now, I, I call them teengans. It's not Teagans. doesn't have quite the same <laughs> ring, but <laughs> um, now twenty sixteen and twelve, and so what? yes. So you remember the book where the, they were all pretty yes. young on the cover? I know yeah. they're all grown up on me, um, but you know they love the diet, and I, you know, kids. I I, I have said this from the start. Kids love the food they know. So it's true. If, if you're feeding your children, you know, craft dinner every night, they're wanting that they're loving that. Um, yeah. I, I have a, my daughter has a friend at school who eats chicken nuggets for lunch every single day. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, that's what they're going to want. And if you right. raise your children eating more plant-based foods, they will learn to appreciate them. And you don't see that right away because, you know, they go through those stages in, in primary years, you know, yes, picky stages. And even until they're, in their like early teens where there were, there's a lot of dislikes. Oh, I know. <laughs> they, they don't like red peppers. They don't like onions and soup. They don't yeah. like mushrooms, but then something shifts around like 13, 14. And I've seen it with both my older girls and I'm just starting to see it with the youngest now that they start to enjoy more vegetables and more food. So you know what it is sometimes they have a best friend who loves broccoli and you've had that broccoli battle. And all of a sudden they're like, can you yes. make me garlic broccoli? I'm like, sure. Where'd you come from? Right. <laughs> yes. That pear group influence. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. And, and the thing that I really appreciate now that as much as we don't eat a lot of the convenience foods, I love that they're available now. So that if, you know, my 16 year old wants to go out with their friends, they're out bowling or something and, and the kids want to go for pizza or a mm-hmm. she has an option and it's more normalized. It's not like, Oh, this, I have, can't have anything to eat here, you know? Right. So I know so that, that is helps. really hard when, mm-hmm. when they go to parties or they have a party, Yeah. you know, to feel like the, the oddball, you know, yeah. having a party without pizza or whatever the typical food. Right. Right. And mm-hmm. that was the case for a long time. And when my kids would go to birthday parties, I would pack the vegan option. I would always ask the parent in advance, the mom, 
usually and say, you know, what are you serving? And it's either hot dogs or pizza at parties mm-hmm. always. <laughs> yeah. And I would just, um, usually I'd order pizza the night before, like a vegan pizza and take a few slices away and have it um, in a container to send with my kids. And they still felt a bit odd, right? Mm-hmm. You know, having yeah. that. But now a lot of parents are much more aware and food allergies and they ask, you know, can your kids eat this? Yes. And we'll often offer an option for kids. So it's, you know, it's very much more attainable and um, approachable. It's not right. just challenging. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A lot of times too, even with adults, we don't know what we don't like because we haven't tried it. Good point. Yeah. Right. So if I, if I, one time I found this recipe for this quinoa, um, it was a main dish with quinoa, black beans, mango, cilantro, mm. lime, bunch of other stuff, chopped tomato. Mm. I don't know. It was delicious. Mm-hmm. And I served it at a family dinner and people were ooing and aahing, but I had never had anything like that. It was just amazing. It's like a flavor explosion, right? A whole right. new, I, I remember actually having that same experience when I first started cooking vegan and I tried a recipe. It was a, sorry, my dog is acting up. A it's okay. recipe with some, um, that same kind of spice, right? Those lime and cilantro yeah. and mm-hmm. like flavor. And I just went, wow, I'd never experienced those flavors before. Right. And sometimes it's an ingredient, sometimes it's flavor combinations. And so you're right. Sometimes you just have to be open to trying things. I mean, I grew up never having tried an avocado or, you know, a mango until I was in my twenties because of just where we lived, things weren't available. So um, sometimes being open and also how it's prepared. So sometimes you may not like mushrooms because they've been in a soup and they've just kind of been, you know, boiled. Whereas if you roast them or grill them, they have a totally different texture. And yeah. Yeah. Anything you'd like to highlight from the book? Any recipes that stand out to you or anything you want to share? Oh, well, there's um, a few recipes that are getting some, you know, buzz. So I have an Nanaimo bar. Uh, it's a cookie recipe and Nanaimo bars come from um, a place here in, in British Columbia. And I've made mine, they're like a three layer bar and I've made mine a lot healthier um, okay. and they're delicious. And I have a sweet potato. So in, in Plant Park Families, my last cookbook, I had a chocolate sweet potato cake and I've done a vanilla version of that this time. Um, and a nut-free queso made with pumpkin seeds instead of cashews, because we tend to use like nuts for creamy bases Mm -hmm. and plant-based foods. Um, and lots of like, um, salad bowls. I've really focused on oil-free dressings, healthy whole foods, dressings, and lots of salad bowls and soups, hearty fare. Mm -hmm. Good Mm. stuff for the fall. I mean, here, here in California, we're going to start thinking about Thanksgiving in a few months. Yes. Yes. Our Thanksgiving is next month, which is very early. Really? Yes. I know we have Thanksgiving before Halloween. It's very early. Um, So we're already kind of in that mindset of getting ready, but yeah, lots of, I actually have a holiday section in the book, which I have not done since um, my first cookbook. So I have a beautiful, um, um, like a festive tart. It's like a big, it's a tort actually. It's quite um, substantial made with um, chickpeas and all those, you know, seasonal flavors. And um, it's, it's really satisfying. And I have a, mm-hmm. a vegan gravy, um, s- sweet potato puree. 
um pumpkin summer. pudding pumpkin parfait remember we made that oh your- yes that was <laughs> yes that's right that was really good yeah so yeah. I have some of those seasonal you know and holiday favorites so that people because I get that question a lot like what do I make for Christmas mm-hmm. or what do I make for Thanksgiving so I did yes. include a holiday section so people would have some at least a few key dishes to go to that is great uh where else can people find out more information about you and your book Oh, thanks. Yeah, they can hop to my site. It's my full name, Drina, and it's D-R-E-E-N-A, Burton.com. Okay. And all of the information is there about the book and, and retailers and um, all of my social handles as well. Fantastic. And you've got some videos, I think, on YouTube. Yeah. So I've been doing a lot of live videos on Facebook. Sometimes I'm just in the spirit to jump on and show people what I'm cooking or if I'm making a specific recipe from the book. And I love to interact with people that way because they have questions and it helps me know what um, to, you know, help educate people on. Cause sometimes I think they know something, but sure. you know, it's, it's not so obvious. And so when I do those, they also go onto YouTube. So I've been doing a lot of uh, those Great. videos. Mm-hmm. Great. Fantastic. Congratulations on this book. Thank you, Janine. Thank you. Can't wait to check it out. And um, happy Thanksgiving early. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Thank you. All right. Thanks so much for having me. It's always lovely to chat. You too. Take care. Bye.